0: Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast, every relationship begins with you. And I am so happy you are here today. Thank you for, you know what, continuously um, or repeatedly and supporting me and supporting my podcast. And um, it's amazing how many, you know, I get, well, referrals are huge, obviously in my business, but, uh, and, you know, other social media outlets and stuff, but podcasts. I get amazing clients through my podcast, and it's because when you take the time to listen to a new way, to um, having an open mind is when your relationship or relationships have the chance to thrive, not just survive, which is bullshit, which is just unrealistic and to have a good life, you can't have a surviving relationship that's why i am a big proponent of either fix it or get out right so it's about taking a look <clears throat> before i begin today which is you know about how we're reacting and how we can you know do better in these in these situations with our partners is um you've got to take a realistic look at your situation that's the most important thing you can do right now is take a realistic look at who you are with the situations that are causing you pain and do you feel this can be fixed do you want to fix it are you staying for the wrong reasons the wrong reasons are fear Fear of loneliness or fear of not enough money or fear of um, never finding anybody, fear of whatever, rejection. I don't know. You've got to dig deep and you have to figure out what are you fearing by staying in an unhealthy, toxic relationship. And there are situations where um, things aren't going to change for a long time. You know, depending upon what they are, where, you know, look at where you're living, what are the living arrangements? What is happening inside this house? What is happening that is causing you pain? Are these things going away anytime soon or not? Can you fix them? Can you not fix them? You know, you need to start exploring these questions and and then get the answers and then figure out how to move forward. You know, it, it's, I've said it oh, millions of times, it takes one to change a relationship. And the greatest thing about me working with one person sometimes over a couple is, When I can see clearly what's going on, and I'm walk, I I have to, you know, be careful. and, And there's a partner that just, you know, is unwilling to change. And I'm not all, you know, and it's not about me. It's about the fact that they just are there, and they're feeling uncomfortable. They feel shame. They feel this or that, and they just. Would rather stay stuck in that shame than to say, "Hey, you know what? Let me let me try something new. Let me try it your way. Let me try this. It doesn't work." But then, when you get somebody alone, I get somebody alone. A lot of the times, they're not getting reacting to that other person that's basically refusing to step up to the plate in 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 you know our sessions, and which is a beautiful thing because then they that is when you can actually really make a great decision. See. Counseling and and coaching a couple works the opposite way when, when somebody's in it and they're not willing to really do the exercises, do the work, come up to, you know, try different ways instead of, you know, it's always the blame, looking for the rescue or being the victim, 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 victim. It doesn't work. So know this, when I get somebody... And they are in a crappy marriage or relationship, and they're sad, and they're mad, and they're angry, and they're resentful, and they're fearful, I don't worry about that other person. I don't care, unfortunately. I'm not unfortunately. It's fortunate, actually, because it's not about that. It's about the person that I'm working with and helping them. Try to um, heal the relationship through new ways of showing up into the relationship, and if that doesn't work, then they have a decision to make as we as they heal whether they want to leave it a successful separation or, um, or you know what, continue to try a little bit differently or whatever. But don't ever stay stuck. Don't stay. Stop wasting time. Time goes so quickly. It's crazy how quickly it goes. So. And so many people wake up and they're 70, 75, 80, and their life's over. It's not over. I shouldn't say it's 70, but it's not. But there's a lot of unhealthy people right there. You can live in a very healthy, you know, body if you take care of yourself. But if you're in a a miserable marriage or relationship, the stress of that marriage and relationship or relationship will eat you. It will cause diseases within your body stress is you know a big trigger for um illness it is our immune system breaking down when we're stressed continuously so think about that so you know so you know i i let let's let's just get started here um because i want you to take some of the tools that I'm going to teach you today, and I want you to take them and try to put them in your own relationship. So, you know, our emotional discomfort that we feel, um, we believe that it's always caused by what someone else is doing to us. And as soon as we buy into that, okay, as soon as we believe that it's what they're doing to us, we become victims and we immobilize ourselves. So guess then what happens? Well, of course, our thoughts and our behaviors are centered around either overtly or covertly trying to control someone else. Making that person responsible for what? What do you think we make them responsible for? Fixing our feelings. And when we're doing that, we're not taking responsibility, right? But as soon as you can bring that question back to yourself and ask, what am I doing? to cause my pain. And ask yourself right now, I'm if you're in a in a very unhappy, miserable relationship, what are you doing to cause your pain? And that's when you will find you have the opportunity to find what else you can do to find the solution because the solution is not your partner because if it was, that would have already they would have already given you the solution. It's not So what does that mean? So like, if you ask yourself the question, what am I doing to cause my pain? Well, first of all, how long have you been staying stuck in this misery? That's, that's causing your pain. The fact that you've taken no action to either fix it or get out. That's, that's the number one thing that's causing your pain. Number two is that's causing your pain is you're most likely continuously reacting the same way over and over. And another thing that's causing your pain is the fact that you are not realistically looking at your situation. You got to get you got to get real. You got to put those realistic eyes on and see what are you dealing with? Where, you know, is this fixable? Is it fixable? And there are some things that are not fixable, you know. That's um <clears throat> it's called a perpetual problem. It can, it can be fixed, but it can't be, there's not going to be a lot of compromise in it, right? Compromise means somebody has to give something up. It, it, that's a compromise. Everybody gives something up for the greater good, right? But sometimes there are problems that have so much emotion attached to it that there are people unwilling to give things up. And you. that's where you have to say, well, am I willing to accept this or not? Okay, so... <clears throat> As long as I was caretaking others, and this is you know when I was deep in codependency, I was often, often, often unhappy, right? And exhausted. A lot of people that are codependent, um, that are constantly caretaking and rescuing others, they get sick a lot, right? And why will we always believe that that person's causing the stress? But when I started to move out of caretaking others and taking care of myself, Everything started to change, right? So it's why I can, I will not, I can't, there's not even a chance in me, you know, that I could, would ever go back to caretaking or rescuing anyone. And I have to be careful of that in my work, obviously, right? You know, I will not rescue. I teach and I help and I heal, help heal. But I don't rescue. And there's a difference, right? So a lot of codependence rescuers will um, rescue people when they're not even asking for a rescue just to, you know what, why, control, control, control. And there is a difference between rescuing and then when you start healing and you start looking within yourself and everything and then going to your partner and trying to come to... um, you know, agreements and trying to not rescue, but help. And you know, they're, they're, that's more of a, that's a solution. It's not rescuing, right? So every time you, a person chooses to take care of themselves rather than um, giving themselves up to take care of someone else, at first they might feel terrified, right? they you know, but what are you terrified of? That's what you gotta ask yourself. What are you terrified of? Being alone? Well, you know what? Um, you will f- start to feel less alone when you start taking care of yourself than when you're taking care of somebody else than you can imagine. Why? Because when you're taking care of yourself, that means you're respecting yourself. You're loving yourself. And you, can, you like who you are. You're not worried about being abandoned. You're not worried about somebody leaving you you realize you have no control over that. And when you're caretaking someone else, most of the time it's for control. So you're not going to be left. So you're not going to be left behind or, you know, whatever it is that you feel controlling that person is going to give you. When in fact, um, it's, you know, ignoring your own needs leads to depression, leads to anxiety, leads to deep, deep anxiety, right? And, um, When you take care of others and never yourself you have this deadness and this emptiness inside right so you have to say i'm i'm not i'm no longer going to be victimized by my need to control i'm not going to be miserable and no matter how the other person responds i'm going to start protecting myself i'm going to be open you know to learning about my pain i'm going to be open to healing, I'm going to be open to stopping to protect myself from the, the pain from whatever you know caused it, but to to I'm I, and closed. I'm not closed, but I'm not going to be open anymore to trying to solve everything that doesn't need my solving or that I can't solve. And then I end up beating my head against a wall, right? And and upset and upset and upset. So when your, your rational processes, you know, don't recognize your pain, then your emotional experience of it exists in a much bigger degree. So when what happens is when we are unloving to others, when we lash out in anger, when we caretake them, when we withdraw, <clears throat> our primary motive is not to cause them pain, but to get them to alleviate our own pain. Which, um, hmm, ironically, what does that do? We're actually sabotaging our chances to get what we hope for, you know? So um, obviously I have a lot of clients that have, you know, suffer from a lot of uh, jealousy, right? Very jealous of their partner. Like if, if they give their partner, the partner gives any a man or another woman any attention, right? A look, and je- the jealousy is a big thing. And what happens is there's a deep shame buried within the person that's constantly getting feel you know jealous. So what they do is they um, they try to control their partner because they have this deep seated belief. Well, if I don't control her him, I'm going to lose them, um, and they're going to go to somebody else, and I'm going to be left behind. And usually you'll find, and I'll find in their childhood, right? That obviously emotional abandonment by a parent, um, abandonment by somebody, that, you know, um, even sometimes like when <clears throat> a new sibling comes, and especially when the sibling, the, the firstborn, is a little bit older, right? They feel replaced. Um, but what happens is that the most loving action you can do is to realize that even Let's say your partner did find someone else that they were flirting with or whatever. They did leave you. As soon as you realize that you're going to be okay, that you would actually be better off, guess what happens? You release the need to control. You release the need to be feel jealousy. You release the need to say, um, you know, to control with rage or to control with be, anger because you realize, I'm going to be okay no matter what. Because you are, because who you are is enough. Who you are is worthy of the best. And if you're with somebody you think is gonna leave you for, in, in, for cheating, then you're not owning your worth. So then what happens is this. As the person starts getting more, you know, confident in themselves and loving themselves and feeling their worth, They start becoming more loving to their partner. And then guess what? Their partner in turn becomes more loving to them. So what you got to have to understand is that any unloving behavior in any interaction is going to make the other person less likely to want to love you back. Instead of, you know, helping you back, they're going to want to hurt, they'll hurt you back, right? So, um... It's just attempted manipulation basically, but that that type of a control. And it's, so we have to be curious about why, why do we feel so jealous? Where, um, where, where do you, where can you figure out how to look within and figure out yourself? Right? Where can you look within and figure out yourself? That's the question you want to ask yourself. So um, when you are, you know, let's say you get to a point where you're really crying and you really can't take it anymore and you're shouting and everything else. And you think, well, my shouting is going to make them understand how stressed I am. You know what? But it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. It work, You got to do the other way. Honey, I'm feeling really stressed. Work has been stressful. I feel like I'm fearful right now. My abandonment issues are coming up right now. I need a hug. And that's what you say. Because the opposite, anything opposite is, yeah, it doesn't work. Right? It does not work. So, um, conflict, you know what, can, can, can end when you literally start cleaning up your side of the road, right? And the conflict ends because either that other person will start changing their reactions and behaviors too, or they won't, and and the relationship will end. Seriously, because you will get to a point where you can't live in that within that fear anymore. So the more you consider your choices and the consequences of your behaviors, the more you're gonna realize that too often, you know what, Um, we don't have what we'd hope for in a relationship because um, our reactions and behaviors have also brought us the exact opposite. We hope for sympathy so we get angry. We want stress relief so we yell at our partner. We want our loved ones to act in loving ways to us so we act in unloving ways to them. That's the great paradox of protection. We are protecting ourselves. Our protections, though, do not shield us from pain. They cause more of it. The only thing our protections keep us from are the things we want most of all in life. The love of ourselves and the love of others. Okay, guys, thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. If you want help with yourself and in your relationship, click the link below. Set up a free clarity call. Love you. Until next time. Bye.